Tires and Billy West. Or Stimson J. Cat or Lynn Hart. Shut up, you fool! And I'm Dr. Zoidberg, and I'm saying hello with Professor Hubert Farnsworth and your old Captain Zap Brannigan. You're listening to Two Broke Geeks. Joy! Glad that's your Hakuman bit. Oh, Ben Cinder Claus. Merry Christmas! Jenner was full! This is the night before the dawn, before the day of Christmas. <laughs> Your Honor, every one of these letters is addressed to Santa Claus. The post office has delivered them. Oh, you almost forgot. Smile, Santa! Yeah, here we are, back again, ready to talk about all the stuff that didn't happen last week and did happen this week. Tis the season to be jolly. (laughs) This is Two Broke Geeks, I'm Matt. I'm Justin, and this is the first episode after Thanksgiving during the holidays. That's right, and actually, since you brought it up first the christmas season i haven't talked to you about this yet and i i just i have to this is very important one magic christmas what the fuck is that (laughs) i try to explain it to mom my parents about it and i'm just like i don't know how to say this without making it super bleak this is what i'm telling you this is why this is what happened okay uh, last week I released that bonus episode that was uh, the crossover with real fans for real movies. And so I was talking to my friends Andy and Michael and they had seen it before and they brought it up. And I was like, that's one I've never seen. And Andy's like, oh my God, you have to. <laughs> he goes, it should be called One Tragic Christmas. Yeah. I go, okay, you're really selling me on this. He goes, no, no, no. Like, I can't explain it. You just have to sit down and watch it. And so I did. And that's when I said to you, oh, my God, I can't explain this. You have to sit down and watch it. If anyone wants to watch this, it is called One Magic Christmas. It is on Disney+. Plus. Yep. And, yeah, after you told me about it, I was like, okay, I need to watch it. And, man, like, it's just, like... It's so creepy and just it's so, so creepy. It, it's not only is it creepy, but like the last quarter of it is just the bleakest, like, like, like Christmas starts, I've ever seen. It starts super bleak. Like yeah. somebody tried to say to me, "Oh, I don't understand why everybody thinks this is so terrible." It's like it's a wonderful life. I'm like, no. It's kind of like somebody when. You know that movie, It's a Wonderful Life? <laughs> it's not 
sad enough. We need to make a movie that's even sadder and weirder than It's a Wonderful Life. Harry Dean Winston Stanton as a guardian Stanton. angel, and <laughs> it is that's that is a pedo angel. No way he around is, it. He is stranger danger. Like yeah. he walks up to those kids with that big undertaker hat on in his <laughs> trench coat and he's just like hey kids and then or no when he goes to talk to the mom and he he basically sounds like he's there to murder her he's yeah. like you sound like you don't have much christmas spirit and she's like well no i guess i don't and he's like oh that's too bad. You <laughs> really should. It's like he's and then all the and then the all the lights all the lights just go out and it's like wow how is she not dead? The 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 I can't keep this earphone in. I get this weird echo of my own voice. Um, <laughs> when the lights are going out and the bells are going, as the lights go out, I'm like sitting there going. The Cenobites are going to come get her. <laughs> They're going to march out of these bushes and take her away to hell. Well, okay. So, but then, like, like the last bit, well, we're, we're talking about this, but we, no matter how much we say about this, we cannot, no. cannot stress enough. You need to watch this to really understand. But, like, there, people are going to think we're lying. They're going to think there's no way this movie is like this. Yeah, because, like, the end bit where it's, like, like if you were to compare it to, like, a Christmas uh, a Christmas carol, where, like, the Ebenezer mm-hmm. Scrooge moment where the woman, the mom goes, loses her job because her husband's over at the bank. There, she goes to the bank with her kids. He's <laughs> shot and killed. Then the shooter takes her car with her kids in it and it goes over a bridge and she thinks all of them are dead there's a moment that plays out in real time (laughs) where she has to explain to her children that their dad was shot and killed and is (laughs) never coming home in a Christmas movie it's so fucked up I was saying yeah and then after she explains that oh by the way there's also a full on scene where she thinks her husband and two kids are dead and just walks around her empty house and like yeah it's fucked up (laughs) it's so fucked up and then uh Harry Dean Stanton shows up like Stranger Danger Angel in the girl's bedroom and is like and she's like make my dad not dead and he's like no but I know who might be able to help you and they go to the scariest version of the North Pole where like there's no elves there's just people who have died and go to work at the North Pole that is horrifying <laughs> Like you die and you go into you immediately go to build toys for Santa. That is actually kind of horrifying. And he's a strange version of Santa too, because like number one, he looks a million years old, and so does yeah. Mrs. Cl- but his eyebrows are weird, and his beard is weird. And there's this moment where like Mrs. Claus comes in and she's like. Nicholas, I brought your sweater. And then... <laughs> sweater. There's this big, long pause. Just this weird, long pause. And then Santa goes, 
oh, oh, right, my sweater. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just, it's just so like it. It's just so horrifying because at that moment you're like sitting there because uh, the mom believe like thinks her daughter ran away when yeah. really she's at the North Pole yes. while uh, while her dad's dead while her fu- husband's dead and then the the I find it weird that the brother was like this weird uh, like at some cases he looked like he was ready to beat the shit out of everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then be like the nicest to his sister even though like the very first time you see them at like the breakfast table he like does like the I'm gonna sake to the moon fist to her yeah he even yeah uh, the honeymooners one of yeah. these days bang zoom to the right moon right to the moon oh it's such a weird movie I overall people one magic Christmas watch it on Disney plus and but not on Christmas Eve. Don't do that. No, Christmas oh God, Eve. you're gonna hate yourself. You're gonna hate yourself if you watch it too close to Christmas. But do watch it. Like we, we just we cannot describe this movie well enough. You have to see it. Yeah. I um, wanted. I don't know. I wish I could be in the room when <laughs> when like, they wrote this. When when they not only when they wrote this, but when they brought it to the studio and they're like, hey. We've got this idea for a Christmas movie. One Magic Christmas. It's, it's it's a tale about a woman who doesn't like Christmas. Oh, so like a Christmas carol. No. no. Uh, a little bit sadder than that. Oh, so like It's a Wonderful Life? No. Even more sad and fucked up than that. So what happens? Well, the husband gets shot and dies, and the mother thinks for a little bit that her kids drowned in the river. And <laughs> perfect. I I just uh, <clears throat> I was just I was trying to see if it was any one noticeable like director wise or whatever. Funny thing, it won an award. Um, it won two it. awards in 1986. Uh, Genie, a Genie Award for Best Achievement in Overall Sound and Sound Editing. Uh, I'm like, okay, I, 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 that was that's a little anticlimactic. I kind of was hoping that it got like won awards for like acting or something and be like, what? There's oh, but, no way. Somebody all along the way, somebody had the opportunity to go, what the hell are we making and why? And nobody did. <laughs> well, it was nominated for best performance by uh, actress by Mary Steenburgen, and Bergen, who plays the mom. Yeah. And best and Genie Award for best motion picture. <laughs> hmm. Oh boy, um, I did watch a couple other Christmas films. Nice. Um, I know you talked about it with the guys, but yeah, I mm-hmm. watched both Christmas Chronicle films. Yeah. Do you like the second um, one? I. I liked it, but something about the charm of the first one is better. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I, you and I talked about it before. Uh, I thought this. I I liked the song in the first one better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as much as as that kid, it really broke ground for uh, a lot of things for him and others. I really did not like the kid they had play as a. Ben Snickle in the sequel. It's Bell's Nickel, yeah. Bell's Nickel, yeah. I know it's the kid from Deadpool, and I'm I don't just like not him very much. No. Yeah, I don't know. There was something about the first one that I liked 
dramatically more than the second one. Um, hmm. But overall, it wasn't bad. Yeah, a lot of folks have... Uh, I've kind of been following along with, you know, different people watching both of them back to back and seeing what they say. And it seems to be right down the middle, like uh, 50-50, some people like the, or 50-50 of the people who like the first one better and 50-50 who like uh, the second one better. So I, I just felt like it, this, for me, the second one felt a little rushed near the end. Mm. Uh, like the kid, like J- uh, Jake going to get the root. Yep. Um, there was the heartwarming moment when they go back in time and uh, mm-hmm. Kitty gets to see her dad. Uh, yeah. That was that was sweet. Uh, th- it had moments, but I think uh, it just felt way it felt way more like they could have explored some stuff a little bit more in that one versus the first sure. one. Sure, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Uh, and also, I just watched. Actually, right before we started, I I just finished a, a small uh, Christmas uh, film. Uh, it's like forty eight minutes long. It's from the Kyoto Brothers, who did Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, okay. Uh, called X. Uh, I think was Space Xmas or X. Um, Alien Xmas. An- yeah, Alien Xmas. Yeah, that one. The one on uh, uh, Netflix. Yeah, it's a short animated. It's cute. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. I I'll watch anything those guys do, obviously. So I um, I it's super straightforward. It's basically the story of uh, the Grinch, but with aliens. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I mean it's a race of aliens called Kleptos that come to Earth <laughs> to try and take everything. <laughs> and one alien who's the smallest, named X, uh, <clears throat> learns about giving. And then hmm. tries to save Christmas. All right. Yeah. Cool. I actually discovered this year for the first time, because they were on Disney Plus, I discovered the uh, Prep and Landing specials. Uh, from oh, Disney. you found those guys. Yeah, I like them. They were good. My nephew's a big fan of those two. Mm. They're not mm. bad. They're, yeah, they're. Um... You, okay, a question for you. Besides what we've talked about in past holidays, Christmas stuff uh, mm-hmm. in terms. Do you remember when Disney put out their Disney Christmas sing-along VHS tapes? Absolutely. I remember one that had uh, Jiminy Cricket. He was like the MC. He yeah. was... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, well, we were hunting them down because my mom and I, we were talking about like, man, we missed those. Those ones were great. Yeah. And you can't can't have them on disney plus apparently like that's not a thing um but we found them on youtube so now i have it saved so i'm gonna throw it on be like will this is our my childhood and this is nice the good stuff because i definitely remember uh jiminy cricket singing a song uh have a merry christmas yeah yeah Totally and then they that. like, and then like the main one I remember is Huey, Dewey, and Louie, like the mascot versions are singing about getting gifts from Santa and stuff. And there's like a bunch of carol or elves that are like running mm-hmm. around dancing. Ah, good times. Yeah, back in the yeah. good old days. Back in them good old days. Back in my day, <laughs> we had to go uphill in the snow both ways. To get ourselves some sarsaparilla. <laughs> oh, God. Um, also, 
Uh, I mean, there's a. Uh, I watched this yesterday, and I think it's. Oh, I watched. I watched another Christmas movie that I completely forgot about that I wanted to talk to you. Um, I watched the 2019 version of Black Christmas on HBO Max. Yeah, that's one I've never seen. Don't just don't. I've heard it it's is, really bad. It's so bad. Um, mm. I give them like. Have you seen the original Black nope. Christmas? Uh, no. I love the original. It's so good. Uh, but then they remade it in 2007 with WWE wrestler Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, basic gist of the story of those two was sorority girls stay on campus for Christmas break. And one by one, they go missing and get killed by a guy who's been living in the attic. Hmm. Um, the thir- This one, though, the 2019 goes in a very different direction that is just bonkers um all right it's it's basically same same overall idea girl uh group of sorority girls stay on campus for the holidays however um instead of it being i'm spoiling the shit out of this because i don't want to talk about this too long and it's just stupid from the get-go that's Uh, fine basically uh the boys sorority gets a statue of the founder of the college and apparently it it shoots black ooze that goes on the sorority guys' heads that causes their manly animalistic instincts to come out and they get brainwashed and have like super strength. And, wow. Okay. And it's it, and <laughs> it's run by Carol Eels. Uh he and it's just like a, it's a super feminist kind of uh script. And I, mm-hmm. I totally re- I totally applaud that they wanted to do that because why have like because the whole thing is super against like white male privilege, uh, rape sure. culture, all that stuff. And I think it's great that they want to tackle that. But man, script wise, this was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, good to know. Yeah, good good to know. You can cross it off your list if one one watch. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, that was the only see. other Christmas thing I've done. Yeah, I've gotten a few. Like I watched on uh, Disney Plus. I watched Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas and Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. Those are always really good to watch. Um, well, um, speaking of, let's see. Well, if we're gonna, because obviously we're gonna talk about two episodes of The Mandalorian. But first, let's talk about the big big thing that happened since we last recorded and that's that wb big mouth back <laughs> oh yeah also big mouth we gotta talk about that too yeah. that is the big that's the even bigger thing than what wb did honestly <laughs> oh yeah the, the, whew, the wb thing is just <clears throat> insane obviously i imagine everyone listening knows that wb is putting all of their 2021 movies on um HBO Max, day and date, same as theater, for one month for no extra charge. Which that's the. I'm not. We're not. I, we've talked about it over and over again, and mm-hmm. as much job wise, I get it. Uh, mm-hmm. It sucks, um, but with the way the world is, and currently with with everything going on, mm-hmm. yeah, they the movies have to come out, so might as well make the best of a bad situation. Um, yep. 
and the paywall doesn't help at all so might as well so we'll be seeing stuff like wonder like obviously wonder woman later this month uh Mm -hmm. as well as the as um godzilla king kong yeah next year uh godzilla versus kong which there's already footage leaked leaked uh for godzilla versus king kong today of course there is yeah but yeah suicide squad um i can't think of anything else dune dune uh the matrix 4 um i can't remember any of the others off the top of my head but yeah it's uh 17 total movies yeah which is not it's not awful uh no it's just one of those things where like with the way the world is and everyone always complaining about the cost of movies uh going to not only that like the way I look at it, it, WB has said, and let's we'll see if they stick to this, and I think they will, and I'll say why in a minute. But they have said just straight up, this is only for 2021. It's a it's a part time deal, uh, or a one year deal rather. Um, and the reason is just. Because COVID, like I see a lot of people freaking out. They're like, oh my God, this is going to like end the movie industry or end the movie theaters forever. It's like, well, at least here in the States, they're already ruined because they're not showing anything. They're not open. It's not safe to go to them. Um, In Australia, they're allowed full capacity because Australia hasn't had any person-to-person COVID incidents in months. All the COVID in Australia is from people who came back into the country and had to quarantine anyway, and they tested positive while they were in quarantine. Like, they just had a soccer event there not too long ago that filled a stadium because they've had zero person-to-person covid cases so yeah i mean other as parts of right of the now and also right now in australia from a tweet i saw earlier today they only have 49 cases but mm-hmm. everyone's just out and about doing whatever because of how strict they've been with all their laws and stuff mm-hmm. so when wonder woman comes out it comes out december 26th there it doesn't come out on christmas day it comes out the day after Everyone there is going to be able to go see it. Like, they can just go to the movie theater. And next year, even though vaccines are coming, average moviegoer is not at the front of the line. Like, the front of the line is healthcare workers and the elderly, as it should be. And then, so it's going to take all year for enough people to get vaccinated where it's, I mean, I'm not going back to the theater probably next year at all or at least until I get my my own vaccine and my family gets their vaccines but in early 2022 what WB can do to prove that that was only a one-year thing they have a huge huge movie coming out in 2022 the Batman all they have to do is go yeah the Batman only in theaters and people will be right back to the movie theater that's what i think (laughs) yeah i i'm I'm totally agree with you the fact that this is just an a one-off one-off year just to kind of get everything at least fluid again make some sort Mm -hmm. of money um 
it it's never it's going to definitely deter me as well cuz I ain't going to go back to a movie theater but it also right. helps those that we know that are um a asystematic um with uh they can't go to a theater anyway so having this mm-hmm. ability to see these uh, at home at their leisure and not have to worry about it is great so and honestly I feel like uh Considering I just paid for a rental, which I'll talk about in a minute, uh, yesterday, and I was like, well, if I keep having to rent from home, it's easier for me to rent from home and spend that much money versus trying to come up with the time to go to the movie theater mm-hmm. for all that. So it might be a little dangerous if they uh, with it, but they could easily make their money. Well, they're and they're definitely gonna make. Some money off of this. I don't know if you saw this, but they did away with the one-week free trial of HBO Max. Yeah. You have to sign up to see Wonder Woman. You have to pay your 15 bucks. And then, if you want to continue to see all those 2021 movies, you have to renew every month. You can't sign up and then cancel for a while. So they're going to be getting their $15 a month from subscribers but then you got to think they're still going to be losing some ticket money because like you and i could watch a movie together at my house or at your house and only pay one you know it would be viewed on your hbo max which you paid your 15 bucks for yeah and then i'm there just a, a free ticket quote unquote or Vice versa, you could come up and watch my HBO Max or, you know, we could know somebody who doesn't have any HBO. We could have a party and everybody could watch this brand new movie for only my $15. So they're still going to lose money next year. They're going to make more money than they made this year because they're going to make some money versus they made no money this year, (laughs) you know. Um, So... I don't think they want to do this forever either because they're just not going to have money. They're not going to remain financially viable if people are having house parties to watch a movie and only paying 15 bucks to watch that movie. Yeah. um, It'll be interesting to see how it goes down. I'm very excited for the films that are coming out Mm because it's like... The big one for next year for me is going to be King Kong versus Godzilla. Yep. Um, but, dude, that means we could have our own little movie nights. We can go over and be like, oh, we don't need to go to movies. Someone bring popcorn. <laughs> we can go to someone's totally. place. I will say, it like you said, sort of, though, for me, it's a slippery slope because, like, yeah, it's fun to go to the movies and everything but also like if i'm at home and the movie is like halfway through and i need to pee i can hit pause or like can watch it in yeah. my pj i mean technically you can watch it in your pjs at the movie as well but i'm not a go out in public in my pjs person i don't like doing that you know <laughs> um well i will always I will always support going to the movie theater. I enjoy it so much. It's one of my favorite Mm -hmm. things to do. I've had some great experiences. And I love that everyone's kind of back and be like, save save movie theaters. But in all honesty, they're not 
they don't need to be saved. Like the smaller ones, maybe like the. Yep. But they'll be able, if as long as they can make a market afterwards, like you can find a way to bring people. I've worked many mm-hmm. events for stupid shit films from the past. Oh uh, yeah. That were like twenty years old that have like cult followings. So you can you can easily get people back to the theaters. It's just the incentive to do it. And actually, uh, my pal Brendan, he, he, he his wife is twenty weeks pregnant. Their baby is due in April. So he was saying like next year I'm gonna be a new father. Like I'm not gonna have. He goes. Brendan lives in Australia, and he says, you know, even though all the theaters here will be open, like I'm gonna be a new father. I'm not gonna have time to go to the theater. So if it's released online, what I think I'll do, because I want, this is Brendan speaking, he says what he wants to do, because he wants theaters to remain open, but he's not going to have time to go, is he's going to hop on the app for his local movie theater, he's going to buy a ticket to the movie he's going to watch online, and he's going to stay at home and watch the movie, but then the theater will get his money from buying the ticket or whatever, you know, so... Yeah, I mean, that's just him, but he he thought that would work very well for him since he knows he's going to watch all these movies, but he's also not going to be able to go to the theater to see them. So, yeah. Well, speaking of speaking of movies, I want to pimp this out because it's not on that list. You have it's on it's on a paywall right now on Amazon Prime. It's like tw- I bought it for I rented it for twenty bucks mm-hmm. uh, for 4K. And it's a new movie that just came out called uh, called Freaky. I've talked about it before on the here. one where uh, Vince Vaughn is the serial killer, but he switches bodies with the teenage girl, right? Yep. It's, <laughs> Was it good? It's so funny. I love it so much. It's so ridiculous. I've heard pretty good things about it, so it's good to know that you like it too. Well, it's one of those films where, like, they play with some of the classic horror tropes and turn it on its head, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's just so funny with some of the shit they do, and Vince Vaughn being just himself, but trying to do the, like, the embodiment of, like, a 16-year-old girl is just <laughs> hilarious. Cool. So, I strongly yeah. recommend, and it's from Blumhouse... So, mm-hmm. and they have the track record of being either really good or really bad. And this is yep. from the same guys who did um, the Happy Death Day films, and I love those as well. Okay. Um, I strongly recommend everyone, if you get a chance, check it out if you <clears throat> want to put in the money and support them. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's it, That's worth cool, because the trailers interested me, so... Um, I'm glad to hear it's doing uh, doing well review wise that you like it and some other people I know liked it too so cool yeah all right um, so I finished I did a thing though to oh well I oh you finished big mouth yeah yeah that's yes. what I was gonna say yes <laughs> what, did you what think? were you gonna say I'll do mine after this. Oh, okay. So, yeah, the new season of Big Mouth did drop this week. We both <laughs> binged the entire season. And it's 
I don't know what else to say. It's Big Mouth. It was good. I laughed. I was uncomfortable. Milk, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Are you a TH? Are you a TH? <laughs> uh, I, I just say I'm a TH. Yes, TH. <laughs> I liked the uh, Tito the Anxiety Mosquito. The whole. Um, <laughs> I liked that the Depression Kitty came back. <laughs> um, well, everyone came back. Like, what's his yep. name? The the what is his name? The Regret. Oh, the oh the Shame Wizard. The Shame. Yeah, the Shame Wizard. Yeah. And then I got Rick to come back and just say, what are you going to do? Fucking Rick. Roll out of low. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought Andrew one of the more the- disturbing things in this season was um, Jay and Lola's relationship. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, I was so uncomfortable every time he was like licking her muddy feet. Oh, oh god, oh god. So uh, Andrew's shit being like his <laughs> pent up anger and like poking out of his butt to yell at him. It's oh, so god. gross. It's so weird. Uh, I did really like uh, Coach Steve having no idea that 9-11 was a national tragedy. He just was like, look at all these people here to celebrate my birthday. It's his birthday. <laughs> it's his birthday. And then <laughs> Matthew just fucks with him all day until Coach Steve finally finds out about the freaking the Twin Towers falling and then Matthew feels bad. Oh. Yeah. Hey, Coach Steve. It seems like we're gonna be doing the ser- we're going to serve cake inside. So you might want to tell her it was an inside job. <laughs> oh, shit. I liked um, the other thing. I really liked. It was super weird, and I didn't quite understand what was going on. But the uh, Big Mouth twenty fifty three. Where they flashed ahead, and because uh, Nick was having that dream about being Nick Star game show host at the end of the world. Yeah. Oh, man. L- Lola, Lola, and that one being like, "We gotta do it like our forefathers," and by that I mean I've narrowed it down to four men that might be my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so. Um, funny right there at the end of that episode where um lola and um i just drew a complete blank jay yes thank you wow lola and jay they were doing it and jay is just like (laughs) lola i love you and she's like jay i think we should break up and then they just get hit by an asteroid (laughs) oh I think nothing made me laugh harder in this episode than just Arnold, just Arnold, uh, going just ham, uh, 
jerking in front of like his dead grandfather. That was so fucking weird. <laughs> his grandfather's ghost comes out and is just like, I just want you to be happy, so you should just yoidle your doidle. And then Andrew is just there jacking off in the same doidle room as his grandfather's doidle. corpse. And then everyone comes in and sees him jacking off in front of his grandfather's corpse. It's so fucked up. <sighs> this whole season was just weirdly fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but I loved it. Uh, Andrew and Nick going after 7th graders and then deciding to switch. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was the 7th graders show. And they were like, whoa, yeah, maybe the whole the universe goblin. doesn't... <laughs> the fuck goblin. Oh my god. Love it. Oh, that just seems crass now if, and just disgusting. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to go over here and drink my OP and then pit shit it right back out and then drink it again. <laughs> what? I like poop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to talk about... You, you want to see me talk... Oh, uh, the one episode where uh, Maurice just gets a gets a pube, pube job on his hair. Gets pube done. <laughs> he gets no, his hair you're, pubed. You're, you're starving the audience of seeing me get my pubes done. Yeah. <laughs> you look like Phil Spector. Thanks, that's the reference I used. He pulls out the <laughs> Phil Spector photo. Oh, shit. Uh, it's so... Love it. It's such a good, good show. Yep. Can't wait uh, to see what happens uh, next season now that... Um, Oh, and then they had that whole episode, the horror uh, Halloween episode, where the uh, sorority oh, yeah. girls drugged them, and they had all their nightmares and stuff. And um, yeah, which turned so out to weird. be a plot by the by the anxiety mosquito. Yep, to get Nick to realize that everybody hated him or whatever. It was so weird. <sighs> uh, and then Andrew's just whole thing is just like, oh, I'm gonna die. Well, at least I should just yurtle my girdle. <laughs> you gotta use the Glauberman method or else something terrible will happen. But just watch as I go through all 17 steps. I'm sorry, did you say 17? And a 1. And a 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Triple check the lock you check the lock, the lock. three <laughs> times <laughs> wait wait i oh, threw off my rhythm wait so you're saying if i didn't stop you you were gonna jerk it in front of me yeah <laughs> i liked um when uh, they went and saw jesse's boyfriend and andrew became obsessed with him and he got turned into that art of the <laughs> sheep and he's just like Oh, great. Here's my phone number if you want to paint me naked or paint us naked or paint me naked with a bunch of your friends. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> Andrew is such a weird, complex, like, sexual character lately in this. Mm-hmm. I don't totally. think they touch on that much about, but you can totally, like, talking about where he talks about Michelangelo and then, weirdly, again, his cousin and then, uh, well... 
there's like a couple other mo- moments where Andrew just mentions like about men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, at the beginning of the season where he just connects with uh, Seth Rogen's character. <laughs> Seth Rogen's character was so weird. Ah, oh, it's a duck egg! <laughs> <laughs> and Milk talking about his dad's friend. Uh, his, his, his dad's friend. There was no friend! <laughs> That was weird. Like, I was like, Shut the fuck up, Milk! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I did another thing that we haven't done in a while, or talked about in a while. I don't don't know if you've gone to that point, if you've read it yet or not, but I actually read some comics. I finished Three Jokers last night. Yep. Me too. Nice. What did you think of it? I liked it. It's a, it's a, it's a good read. Um, it took me a minute to kind of get invested into it mm-hmm. because of it, I was a little confused because I haven't been really keeping up with how these three jokers uh, came well, about and stuff. It's not. Um, I don't think it's canon. Like they did somewhere towards the end of the new 52 say in canon that there were three jokers but then they changed everything so i think what this story ended up really being was kind of a one-off but it's also sort of a sequel to the killing joke a lot of stuff in this yeah follows up on actually several it follows up on killing joke it follows up on death in the family um Especially the end really follows Under up the on Red Killing Hood. Joke. So. Um, yeah. Hmm, trying to think what else I can say, because I don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't read it. Um, yeah, I can't say too much more other than I liked it. Otherwise, yeah, I'm going to spoil it. Yeah, go out and get it, guys. Yeah. yeah, go out and get it. Um, I, I have also, another book I'm going to read. read. Yeah. Hmm? Which one's coming? What is? Well, you say you had another book coming? Oh, no, I have another book I'm going to read, but I haven't started it yet. I picked up uh, Wonder Woman Earth One. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, I've read a couple single issues, even though I've told myself not to do it. Um, but I did. Uh, mm-hmm. I picked up Marvel's King in Black. Okay, uh, I remember you telling me about that one. It's fine so far. I mean, it's kind of... It's one of those things where it's hard for me to get invested with Mar- a lot of Marvel's like big story things because it always seems to start out the same mm-hmm. uh, where it's like most inevitable... You're like, this thing's coming. It's the most powerful thing you're going to deal with. No one can stop it. And it does surprise me a little bit with some of the stuff they did, but I'm not sure overall. I'll, I'll, I'm going to give it a couple more issues and then hate myself for buying them when I could have just waited for the graphic novel. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also read DC's Batman Catwoman. I don't think uh, I know what that one is. It's, it's weird. It is a weird comic. Tom King is writing it, mm-hmm. um, and it seems to follow up on Phantasm. 
Interesting. In, I don't know how I feel about it because it felt so um, disjointed as I'm reading it because it's like jumping between two or three different timelines or two or three Looking different like, time frames. Oh, okay. A lot of people, I see it. and it's getting a lot of mixed reviews by other people I've talked with and seen, where people are like, "This is amazing," and others mm-hmm. are like, "I have no idea what's happening." Um, I haven't read a lot of Tom King, but he does seem to divide Batman fans on people who like his writing and people who do not. So, keep talking. Yeah. I'm gonna be able to hear you because I'm gonna. Yeah. I have my wireless in, but I gotta go pee. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sweet. Well, Matt, well, Matt's peeing, and we don't have a microphone, so we can't listen in on him peeing. Uh, the other book I read that I started reading was DC's uh, Endless Winter, which is a, um, a miniseries. I don't know if it's like a, the big event before Future State, uh, but it's the story of uh, this guy called the Frost King shows up where uh the fortress of solitude was and just coats the whole world in ice and apparently it's gonna jump between two timelines uh time or time changes where it's like you have the modern people and then i guess an older timeline back in of like way back where it's like black adam swamp thing Hippolyta and someone else fight the Frost King and it's like three separate issues of just called Endless Winter but then a bunch of I think three or four uh, tie-in issues that are like one-offs I haven't heard of that one either actually Endless Winter and Batman it's weird okay Endless and yeah Endless Winter is weird because it feels like I'm I'm gonna read it more but the weird thing about it is it does what I hate in comics and I understand why they do it but at the same time I hate it and I think it's stupid it felt like they were reintroducing the Justice League cause like everyone has it's like a, it starts with like three or four D-list supervillains just hiding out on an island and the Justice League hmm. show up and everyone gets like their own like logo and it's like a conversation that kind of gets you to understand the characters and what's like the Flash talking about What's it like to balance family and being a superhero, especially during Christmas? And I'm just like, hmm. I feel like this conversation has happened multiple times. I'm looking at it. It's only nine issues, it looks like. And it's all happening this yeah. month? Hmm. Yeah, it's like oh, a, so it's a, it's a, it's a fast one. Yeah, okay, so it's spread across several titles. It's Justice League... Endless Winter number one, The Black Flash Adam. number seven sixty seven, Superman Endless Winter special number one, Aquaman sixty six, Justice League fifty eight, Teen Titans Endless Winter special number one, Justice League Dark number twenty nine, Black Adam Endless Winter special number one, and Justice League Endless Winter special number two. Yeah, I don't know how far I'm going to go into it because this is what I've talked about. We've talked about before. I hate these cross tie-ins, and especially mm-hmm. for this, which is like, no, this, these aren't like side stories. These are all part of the main story because there's two timelines. And it's like Black Adam 
is like plays a huge role in this as well as Swamp Thing. Right. So I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be that invested. We'll see. Uh, I need some sort of entertainment. <laughs> yeah, and that's why... Because I haven't done comics in a while either. That's why when I was in the store the other day, and I had been meaning to read Wonder Woman uh, year, or Earth 1 for a long time, and I hadn't read it yet or even picked it up. So I saw it the other day and was like, ah, now seems like the time. The new Wonder Woman movie's coming out soon. I'm here. This is here. I'm just going to buy it. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. There's so there's a lot yeah I mean it's interesting because there's another there's another uh, Wonder Woman graphic novel that just came out that I'm actually kind of interested in, but it's all chain it's all connected to the ongoing mess that is forever which is dark metal or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, gotcha. It's so I'm just like I'm just gonna wait on that because I can't I just cannot it's already bad enough I just want to get all the Batman uh, metal figures mm-hmm. <laughs> even though I've never read anything past like a couple issues of it. Yeah, I can't believe that's still going on. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, I don't get yeah. it. Um, before we get into the big thing. Because okay. this is actually connected to it, and I want to get your opinion on it. Um, there is a possibility that Star for Star Wars and Disney that they are looking into doing a Cara Dune, a Cara Dune series with with what's her name as Cara Dune. Um. She seems a little crazy in her real life, I feel like. Um, I believe she is one of those people that, like, did all the yelling and crying about social media and then uh, retreated to parlor. Um, and our buddy Johnny said, and I didn't actually get a chance to look into it. Johnny said the, the, the transphobic thing she was in trouble for may have been, uh, taken out of context. I haven't looked for myself, but it, I don't know. I don't necessarily even know if I'd I'm s- that interested in Cara Dune, so she she's kind of like I like her character mm-hmm. um, in the show, but I don't really see the the longevity of her carrying her own series. Well, it could be Disney Plus seems to be doing a lot of mini series as well. Like the Kenobi series is supposed to be six episodes, I think, and I. I would yeah. bet money that uh, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and all those are one-and-done one miniseries. Um, so if there was like a Cara Dune miniseries, it could be interesting depending on who you know was in charge and what she was doing and how it was written and everything. That's one of those if-it's-done-well things. And also if she's 
not a complete and total piece of shit and I feel bad supporting her <laughs> you know yeah that's the thing because a lot of people are, are are strongly against it because of her remarks regardless mm-hmm. um, regardless on the where you land uh, we here at Two Bro Geeks want everyone to be themselves but also we don't want anyone to feel excluded Mm-hmm. Um, so it's gonna be hard for me to watch something like that if the I, I'll I'll I'm sure I'll look more into it at some point. But I just remember the huge thing back in September where she just like let loose on the idea of trans uh, people and not being real people and whatever. And I just Let's I don't see. really want to support that kind of thing. Yeah, it looks like. Ugh. Um, boy, it also looks like she's an anti-masker and believes in all this voter fraud stuff going on. She seems like maybe she's oh, a little geez. off her rock. Yeah. Huh. All right, so I take it back. Let's. If I'm going to just jump on the recaster uh, for her own series, the wagon then for now. Yeah, and she did go over to Parlor. Yeah, she's... I don't know if I could support a series that's just, you know, a vehicle for her. Yeah. yeah. I could, however... But... Now we're going to leap in... Now we're going to leap into The Mandalorian. I would... I would, could, and will 100% support a Rosario Dawson-fronted Ahsoka Tana series. I, I'm not gonna lie. I was not really much in the Ahsoka camp or hype mm-hmm. train in the original Clone War series. I'm like, yeah, she's a fine character, whatever. Uh, and like, I know that a lot of people were like super. She has a lot of like mini arcs throughout that series and stuff. And I was like, yep. yeah, okay, cool, whatever. But seeing Rosario as her like later on down the road, like I was just mm-hmm. like, damn. Yes, make this happen now. <laughs> well, now we're going back uh, to not the most recent episode, but the re- episode before that. That was a badass episode. Like, she was really good in that part. It was well shot. It was exciting. And they went ahead and basically just went, oh, yeah, by the way, Grand Admiral Thrawn. <laughs> Yeah, I when when that egg got dropped, I was just like, "Excuse me, what?" <laughs> well, it, now what I have heard theorized from people who know all this better than me is that they think what might happen is this series takes place just after the end of Rebels, I believe. Uh, they think yeah, that the very that end of Rebels line. was a flash forward and that when Grand Admiral Thrawn and Ezra, that's his name, right? Ezra? Are... Yeah, Ezra. Yeah, are taken away by the hyperspace whales. 
they think that that happened before this episode and so that perhaps Ahsoka is still trying to find Ezra I don't know how that tracks I haven't actually seen Rebels I watched some of Rebels. I never finished it because I wasn't too big on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Clone Wars way more. But I, the fun thing about that episode I didn't know was that Beskar armor is impervious basically to lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, apparently Beskar armor is the Star Wars version of adamantium. Cause it can. And I want it. Because <laughs> it can take laser blasts, it can't be cut by a lightsaber, and apparently, as we found out in the most recent episode, you can blow an entire starship to pieces and a piece of Beskar will survive. <laughs> yeah, and if anything Beskar related is on it, it just survives. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, um, which that episode... Um, really kind of takes up enough. I like to call the la- the latest episode uh I they they call it the tragedy. I call it the episode where Boba Fett actually does shit. <laughs> Zaki Hassan, who I've talked about uh, a lot on the show. <laughs> Zaki tweeted, "It took 40 years, but Boba Fett is finally the badass fans imagined he was in their head." <laughs> That's so true. It really is. But he, I mean, he brought the pain when he had that uh, uh, stick from the Tusken Raider that he just beat that Stormtrooper's helmet in with. Holy shit. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, I still am very much in the camp that Boba Fett is the most overrated bounty hunter and character. It's nice that he actually had something going on in this episode well until this does point, sort of he... back it up a little bit but i'm still very much because now it kind of does the whole bit with fans be like see see he's this the most badass right he's they gave him something badass to do finally but up to this point he was a hundred percent i agree up to this point he's still a hundred percent overrated because he never actually did anything except accidentally get knocked into the Sarlacc pit by Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jango Fett, his father, saw more action than Boba Fett. Jango Fett had some pretty sweet battles in episode yeah. two. So, um, so what do we think? Oh, totally. Okay. But then he, then he had got his head chopped off. Yeah. <laughs> so theory time on the latest episode do we think that while Grogu was sitting on that stone connecting with the Force, did somebody out there hear him? And are they going to come to his rescue? And are they going to come to his rescue? And will it be some rando Jedi or maybe a Jedi from like Clone Wars that maybe escaped Order 66? Ah. Uh- I think it's going to be Ahsoka 
who comes to mm-hmm. the rescue because um, I've heard rumors that there are a couple of clone troopers from mm-hmm. Clone Bad Wars Batch. and Rebels. Yeah, the Bad Batch are supposed mm-hmm. to... You're the Bad Batch or at least Rex, I think. I'm not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to be a, fr- a, a, a frontward assault by Ahsoka and some of the clone troopers from that show that are going to show up. That makes sense, because I heard some people theorizing about some other Jedi, and I'm like, well, we've already got Ahsoka here, so she's probably the most likely, and there's two episodes left. Katie Sackhoff isn't, like, the... Because Katie Sackhoff is looking for the Darksaber, which... Yeah, Bo-Katan is looking for the Darksaber, which Moff Gideon has. So I'm wondering if we'll see uh, Bo-Katan again before the end of the season. I think we're... uh, the The only other theory I've heard, and I don't put too much behind it, was because I really don't want this show to go off the rails as how many characters from other shows can we... Mm-hmm. squeeze in but I've heard Kanan uh, Jarrus might show up who was in Rebels and mm-hmm. I, that's what I've heard I've like I said I haven't finished Rebels but he's like a blind uh, uh, force wielder who trained Ezra oh okay that's what I've heard cool. too but at the same time like I don't want this to get so far into like how many more characters from Clone Wars and Rebels, can we like squeeze in on this? Because I kind of like the fact that we're still kind of continuing to look at new characters. Sure, sure. Uh, I think we will uh, still continue to get new characters as well. Especially uh, since they brought back that character in this most recent episode. I had completely forgotten about her, but yeah, Din Djarin left her for dead in the desert on Tatooine and somebody approached her and I it didn't even dawn on me at that time that it was Boba Fett well yeah no one thought one. it was Boba Fett mm-hmm. yeah yeah with Fennec uh, I love I love her main so much mm-hmm. yeah um, okay, but yeah think what yeah but now the the, the Empire has Grogu Oh yeah, that's right. We did find out his name is Grogu. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, everyone on Melee hated. Well, of course, they waited way too long to introduce his name to the series. Uh, and you could tell they were trying to hammer at home like Rosario Dawson or uh, Ahsoka and Din Djarin called him Grogu like 10 times in two episode in like yeah. a, a few minutes of two episodes like they just kept going grogu huh grogu huh <laughs> uh, but we also but got yeah to people see our, immediately were like troopers. well he's still baby yoda and it's like yeah that's only because yeah. they waited way too long <laughs> yes but not only that but now we have like the first look at the dark troopers which are awesome Mm-hmm. Yep, they were pretty sweet. Um, and, and now Boba and Mando has Boba Fennec, and they're going to get Bill Barr's character from the first season. 
Uh, oh yeah, that's right. They're going to get Bill Burr back. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm very curious where this is going to go. Well, yeah, they're basically going to mount full-on assault on, I guess, that starship um, to get Grogu back. Um, yeah, I think the next episode we're going to see them get back. With, they're going to get Bill, and then they're going to. I think they're going to get either Bo-Katan back in next episode, mm-hmm. or at least they show up at the like the beginning or maybe the end of the last one. Yeah, I'm wondering since there's two episodes, this felt like an episode before the season finale. Like, what are they gonna do for two? Because it seems to me like the season finale would be getting Grogu back. So I'm, I'm interested to see what they do over two yeah. episodes. Unless they don't get Grogu. back back next episode unless they try to get him and they fail what if Grogu dies that would be really bad (laughs) yeah that would be not good even like number one I would hate it and number two I think everybody would hate it and number three I don't think that the writers would do it because they would know everyone would hate it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they know they Kill would the lose. prodigal son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they would lose everybody. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll, we'll hopefully we'll find out uh, this week and mm-hmm. get some sort of answers. But I have a feeling... That between this and with the possibility of Cara Dune getting her own, uh, and then May, uh, Boba Fett also getting his own series, which who knows if that takes... I'm assuming that takes place probably That's a in rumor. between. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I feel like there's at least another season coming. Of Mandalorian? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they'll get another season for sure. Um, and yeah, a, a Boba Fett series could be interesting. I like Tamara Morrison as an actor. So like, I think he could carry, even though, yeah, up to this point, Boba Fett has been the most overrated character in Star Wars. If they wanted to give him something good to do with the character, I'd be on board with that too. So, yeah, just a thought. Uh, I mean, I'm more invested in the idea of a Boba Fett series now that he actually did something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although course, he looked would... super weird with only the helmet and the chest plate in like his gauntlets and then his robe on. Yeah, it is a little bizarre. He looks like um, uh, he kind of looks like. Someone who is uh, uh, cosplaying, but from, <laughs> they realize that they need to like. They realize it was just not practical to have like armor for pants. Yep, they just shit a lot. <laughs> I'm also super interested to see what um, 
Din Djarin's next ship is going to be because obviously in Star Wars ships play a big part and the Razor Crest was his ship and it, it got blown apart and so yeah I think he's going to I think he might inherit Slave 1 oh that would be I like Slave 1 we talked about Slave this over text great. I've always thought Slave 1 is cool Such an amazing ship. Yeah, it was like my favorite toy to have. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. I love Slave One. I'd be down for that, actually, if he got Slave One. Cool. Is that it for this week? I believe so. Uh, well, yeah, a good amount. Uh, we have... I'm going to watch some more Christmassy stuff by the time we oh, podcast yeah. again. And... Um, new Mandalorian and I'm sure we'll find other stuff as well as uh, most I'm sure everyone's favorite topic of ours Funko toys yeah we're not even going to get into that this week (laughs) yes but eventually we probably will oh yeah oh yeah cool well then that's going to wrap up this episode and we'll be back next week Later, everybody. Later. The Two Broke Geeks podcast is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment in conjunction with Atomic Geekdom. Find us online at twobrokegeeks.com. We're available on iTunes, Google Play Music, and the Satchel Player app for iPhone and for Android. Please subscribe to us on one of these services and leave us a review. It really helps us out. You can also help us out by following us on Facebook, facebook.com slash twobrokegeekspodcast, following our Twitter at 2BGpod, and following us on Instagram where we are also 2BGpod. If you would like to make a donation to the podcast you can do so at patreon.com slash 2bg pod that also really helps us out find atomic geekdom online at atomicgeekdom.com and on twitter at atomic geekdom thanks it's ebenezer scrooge oh. looking older and more wicked than ever i knew he wouldn't disappoint us <laughs> <laughs> Humbug. Merry Christmas! Can you...